Hey everybody, it's Eric Hatch with the Hatching Leaders Podcast. Podcast number five is coming at you in just a brief moment, and this one's pretty dang good. Talking about foundations, and of course, foundations are the things that we build upon. And we're going to build a lot of things together in our time today. First, we'll talk about situational identity crisis, this ability of being a different version of ourselves in different places. I highly don't recommend it. Of course, as we're authentic, we need to understand that relational is foundational and what we build upon and the relationships that we have will lead to us having the best outpouring of who we are and who we get to be with. And of course, those cracks in your foundation, I think are to be celebrated, risen up, lifted up, exalted, and my gosh, stop hiding your cracks. Uh, Let it be a plumber's lesson is that uh, crack is not whack. We're here instead to say this is a great thing is to celebrate our cracks. So with that, here's episode number five. So my full-time profession for the last decade or so has been as a realtor. I've done lots of other things, but real estate has been my main jam. And frankly, I don't really like real estate. I, I don't care about the houses. I it, It's never been the thing for me. Like the actual uh, development of land and talking about, uh, boy, all those ins and outs of what makes a house tick. Like that, that's just like Latin to me. It's foreign in a sense. I think I've grown uh, an exciting career from it, but it's not because I care about real estate. It's because I care about people. I had a, a young entrepreneur. Uh, she was in an entrepreneurial class. I'm just going to declare her an entrepreneur, right? Uh, NDSU, North Dakota State University in Fargo, North Dakota, where I reside. And also my alma mater uh, hosted me uh, at a class. This was an entrepreneurial class. And this young woman uh, had raised her hand and really wanted to get connected with me afterwards. And when people ask to connect with me, I usually put a roadblock or a hurdle in there. I'll say something along the lines of, you know, uh, I'm pretty booked the next couple of weeks, so reach out after two weeks so we can circle back. Uh, or I'll say, uh, yeah, do this, uh, watch this video, or, or uh, follow this assignment, read this book before you circle back to me. And like 90% of people don't circle back. It's actually a really great way to protect my time. But uh, the challenge I put in front of this young lady, she ended up accomplishing. And I'm like, okay, well, now I guess I have to meet with her. And I met with her and she asked me a very, very simple question. And she said, Eric, why real estate? And she's an entrepreneur and she's trying to figure out what her future looks like. And so she asked me, why real estate? And the only answer I had for her was, uh, it was a financial draw for me early on. It was a chance to make exponential wealth. It was a chance for me to not have a glass ceiling for what I could do. And I was good with people. But I mean, I I grew up in a trailer in an apartment. Like I didn't know anything about houses and I I don't know. I I don't know the difference between drywall and sheetrock up up until a couple of years ago. I found out it's the same thing. (laughs) Who knew? And, And so I didn't, I didn't ever care about real estate, but I certainly cared about people and still do. Now that's the foundation, isn't it? The foundation of what we're doing and what we're building shouldn't necessarily be about a, a product. It's about a passion. And my passion was, is, and always will be people. And so real estate is just the vehicle that I've taken to get there. 
Uh, one of my favorite pastors and a speaker extraordinaire, just this awesome dude. His name's Erwin McManus. He's out of Beverly Hills, California. Uh, a, a pastor out of Beverly Hills is a bit ironic, I know. Uh, but Erwin McManus is dynamite. In fact, a group of uh, team members and I were out in California last year, and we went and worshiped there. And it was like goosebumps from top to bottom, just this awesome experience. And Erwin McManus, uh, in one of his podcasts I was listening to, talked about situational identity crisis, or SICK for short. He basically said that we are finding ourselves as a different person in different places. Think about this. If you walk up to a group of friends that knew you from high school, you're probably acting differently than those that you're business colleagues with today. Or if you go to a family reunion, your family is very quick to remind you of who you were and you don't necessarily spend as much energy as you should talking about who you are now. This situational identity crisis or sick uh, talks about being a different version of ourselves. Frankly, I think things like the church are a little bit broken because they look for people, uh, they, they, they want the broken to come in, but it's Sunday's best, buttoned up, perfectly professional, and, and frankly, people put on a different hat when they go to church or when they go to work or when they're in front of their family or when they're with their friends. We all wear these different hats and we have different versions of ourselves. Don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. We have these different people. Uh, we have these different sides to our personality, right? But I don't think that we have done a good enough job of honoring our foundation and honoring the, the thing that we are most, pa- most passionate about. I know for myself, I got into real estate for the money. Fortunately, God transformed my heart and I realized that I was able to do what I was called to do in the first place, even though I was in a different arena. But for lots of us, <laughs> I don't know if you're afforded that chance and that opportunity to be your true authentic self when you go to work. That sounds miserable, unfortunately. And and if this is triggering any of you right now, understanding that when you show up at work, if you have to be a muted, watered down, fake version of yourself, that is so tough. My friend Jay Niblick, he owns a company called Wise Hire and Intermetrics, was speaking at a mastermind we had last month. And he talked about how important it is to put people into roles that they are designed for. And he he related it to this is if you are working at a grocery store and the top shelf requires you to be six feet tall in order to place things properly on the top shelf, somebody who's 5'10 can stand on their tiptoes and they can get those things on the top shelf. But how long can they do that for? How much energy and effort can they put out to be something that they aren't naturally. And here we have our workplaces and our environments and our schools that demand us to be this prim and proper buttoned up version of ourselves. And we all of a sudden are standing on an unsteady foundation. Just like those that are standing on their tiptoes. It is a, it is a really difficult and ironic thing to do. Now, of course, I work in real estate, and it doesn't mean that I don't know a thing or two about houses. I've picked up on some things over my time. Foundations in North Dakota are interesting. Let me tell you about the soil here. Uh, It is heavily 
clay-esque. Is that right? Heavily clay-esque. It is, it is so much different than the soil you're going to find uh, three or four hours from here even. It is not permeable almost at all. It's a really, really difficult substance to work with. And then you take our extreme temperatures. I mean, in the in the winter months, uh, boy, it can drop to 40 or 50 below with wind chill, sometimes even colder than that. And in the summer months, we can hit 100 or 110. And so we're looking at 160 degree temperature change in one community. And you couple that with really crummy soil that isn't full of nutrients and instead it's this red, non-permeable uh, clay it's, it's really difficult. And so our foundations here are massively deep. We also are in a valley uh, in Fargo, North Dakota. And so we have flooding issues. We're in a river valley and it's just flat everywhere. There's no hills. If there is a hill, it's a snow mound at best. And so this is just a really interesting foundation to build on. It costs more. It has to be deeper. It has to uh, have more moldability when it comes to uh, water and everything else. So it has to be waterproofed. Where if you're building a foundation in Phoenix, Arizona, it's going to look really different. I mean, you're looking at more sand than clay or soil. Uh, You're looking at temperatures that are extreme on the opposite end of what North Dakota is extreme. And I'm going to say this boldly, that relational is foundational. In our businesses, the foundations that we build on, just like the foundations that we build on with our permanent structures of houses and buildings and everything else, the foundation of what we do in the real estate industry is, of course, concrete. The three little pigs had the different kind of houses that they built on. And when they finally built on solid stone, and that's what they built the house out of, it was not movable. And then we find ourselves with our relationships. And the foundation of our relationships are oftentimes based on the fact that I sit next to you at work or the fact that uh, we are on the same team uh, with our business or maybe we come from the same city. Whatever it may be, that's sometimes the foundation of our relationships. And if relational is foundational, might I challenge you and charge you to look at the foundations that you're building with the relationships that you have? Because the environment that you're in will demand a different foundation. If you're in Phoenix, Arizona, building a foundation for a house, I think your foundation has certain things that it needs to have happen. It has to be free of anything that termites and other things could impact. It has to handle the heat and the extreme weather, but it doesn't necessarily have to be deep. In Fargo, it has to be deep. It just has to. And I want you to evaluate the relationships that you have. Work, school, friends, family. How deep is your foundation? If relational is indeed foundational, how deep you going? Interviews are an interesting thing, and I love the interview process. It's one of my favorite things that we do in our ecosystem because I get a chance to know more than the average Joe does when it comes time to interview someone. We don't ask them 20 or 30 minutes of questions like, how do you like to be managed? And where in your life have you once experienced failure? Instead, we're asking them, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? What pisses you off and what excites you? 
And then we keep peeling that onion back to get layer after layer after layer of substance on these people. We build what I think is a strong and solid foundation to decide if that's somebody that we're going to build with and upon. But that has to go both ways, gang. It's easy for me as a CEO to say, uh, my team, I, I know all these things about my team. I know the ins and outs and where they're struggling and where life is grand and everything else that I've learned all those things. That's important. Yet it's as important, if not more so, that your team knows that about you. That is if you need a deep foundation and the deeper the foundation, the higher you can go. Your environment, whether it be cold or hot or anything else, will determine the kind of foundation you need. If it's a transactional relationship only, you don't have to go deep with your foundation. But if it's something that you need to trust that person, you got to go deep. And it has to go both ways. Now, Back in 2014, we bought our first office building. It was an old pediatric dentist office. In fact, it was where I had all my cavities filled as a kid. And we bought a pediatric dentist office at the corner of University Drive and 16th Avenue South in Fargo. If you were there at night, you could hear the faint screams of kids from the basement. Like it was just a little bit creepy, right? I mean, a a pediatric dentist office has a lot of horror stories for a lot of kids. And when I bought it, I, of course, did a home inspection. And my buddy Lars, who's our home inspector, brought me down to the basement afterwards. So I'm not going to follow along and like see all the ins and outs. I'm going to wait to hear the, the stuff I need to be concerned about. And he brought me down to the basement and he points out and he's like, Eric, take a look at this crack. This crack could be a big problem. It's either moving or it has moved and you need to keep an eye on it. Think about that. It's either moving or it has moved and you need to keep an eye on it was really sage leadership advice because our character is full of cracks, isn't it? Mistakes and shortcomings and failures and hurts and disappointments and all these things that have cracked our foundation. It's our job to watch those cracks to see, is this something that happened Or is it currently happening? And either way, we have to pay attention to the foundations in our lives. We have to pay attention to our character as well as the character cracks of those that are around us. Now, what's interesting is this, is as I've learned more about real estate, when you see that a house uh, or a building has cracks in the foundation, it doesn't mean it's a bad house because cracks happen when you have this kind of intensity with the change of temperature here. It's just a part of the game is that cracks happen. The best houses are actually the ones that have already been braced, that they have eye beams of support that are showing that the, the things that were cracking have been tended to and work has been done to it. And isn't, isn't that what we look for in people? Like I'm more drawn to an alcoholic who's an AA than somebody who, who says that they don't have any problems. And I'm more drawn to somebody who has failed miserably and rebuilt from there rather than somebody who's never taken a risk. I think cracks are a beautiful thing in foundations. And I think cracks are an awesome thing in character. <laughs> what would our world look like if uh, we actually operated like we were AA? 
What would it look like if we made the decision that when people came to us, that our foundation was we were going to talk about all those things in life, the good, the bad, everything else? (laughs) What would our world look like if we owned our own garbage and we acknowledged the cracks that we have? And that's where we spent the time in our foundation building. I don't think we'd have situational identity crisis where we're struggling to say we're one person or the other. What if we got to be our authentic selves everywhere we went, warts and all? I think that's the new face of business, gang. I think that's what we're challenged to do if we're going to create a really robust environment for people to be their best selves. You will be your best self when you don't have to stand on your tiptoes. You will be your best self when you are embraced and you don't have to hide those cracks in your foundation. You will be your best self when you spend the time building trust and rapport with those you work with and you spend more time working on your relationships than often you do the work you're tasked to do. Everything has a season and the season right now is the season to go deep, deep with our foundations, deep with our relationships and deep with our connections. So here's your homework, here's your task, and here is your assignment for this podcast. I want you to go and be yourself. Sounds easy, right? But I want you to stop placing blame and start taking ownership. I want you to walk into work as if you were in an AA meeting and say, hey, my name's Eric and I'm an idiot because I really screwed up last week. Or hi, my name's Jess and I am terrible at my job because I was late on a couple of assignments. I want you to own who you are and I want you to watch. Your foundation will be deeper and stronger when you are authentically yourself. Don't don't hide your personal life from your professional life and vice versa. You can't not have cancer at work and you can't not bring this stuff with you. So own it, be true to it, and strengthen your foundation. And that's it for today's podcast, gang. My name's Eric Hatch, as always, with the Hatching Leaders Podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, swing over to hatchingleaders.com, follow along, and we're going to keep throwing good stuff your way. But in the meantime, go and do good. <laughs>